Hellions and Hearts. Welcome to this episode 156. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, what's up? And this is Bobby. And we're back. We're back, guys, with another win. I mean, if we go a little bit back, it's a draw and then a win. But <laughs> not loss. We didn't lose. Yeah, a no loss. But undefeated um, in April. Undefeated in Best April. Best team in MLS. Best not team in MLS shabby. in April. Oh, man. So how are we feeling about that? How are we feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty nice. I'm uh, I'm I'm good. I mean, it's it's really hard to say that you're not feeling good after, you know, the the month that you just had. Sure. I'm not sitting at the top of the uh, of the league. Sure. I'm not talking about the hesitance of how we're moving forward. I'm just saying how we're feeling now. We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) David. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you want to say? It's it's funny how 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 much our our attitudes has shifted toward this team because you have a a month like this, and I don't I, I know you guys remember that one uh, August where we could not for the life of us buy a win. Um, what was that? Two years ago? No, not just, uh, just very, recently, last year. very recently. I, no, I thought that was in 2017. <laughs> no. um, well, yeah, it we was too. Well, <laughs> I think we won a game every other month, didn't we? <sighs> Maybe, but you have this team who has gone undefeated in in April. Um, nearly had a perfect month. Uh, has the top points per game uh, number in in the entire league. Um, second place in the shield race, and yet in this episode, we're gonna nitpick. We're gonna nitpick the hell out of this team. So I don't know. It's it's, it's funny. Like I feel I, good. I, I feel good about the team, but at the same time, I've got no, some issues. No, the thing. So is, here's the, the reason. But, but that's is, the thing. I'm not talking to. But I don't see it as nitpicking though, because nitpicking. You're you're trying to find something bad when you know that eh, I shouldn't be focused on that. I think that there are some issues on the team that is being masked by the wins. And it could eventually come back to bite us. But we'll get into those details a little later because it's not just a, you know, it didn't just pop up in one or just these two games it's been kind of a recurring theme uh for during the month of april ironically but we'll get into that the the, the galaxy played two games it seems like such a fucking long time ago that they played minnesota didn't they dude dude uh between between the time that they played minnesota and rsl andrew my youngest son learned how to ride a bike without nice. training skills. Oh, yeah. Um, so a, a couple days ago, he was like, he was like, I want to take my training wheels off. I was like, dude, are you sure? I don't know. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to try it. And I was like, okay. So we took him off and no kidding. Within like 10 minutes, he was riding without the training wheels. Like no problem. You know what it was? It was the confidence. Like he wasn't scared to fall. If he's saying, I don't want my training wheels off. He was already in the mindset that I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah. Cause yeah. What? And he did. And, and he has yeah. fallen like a, a few times, but like I, uh, he has some pretty good like knee pads. So when he falls, he's just like hitting the knee pad and he's just like, ha I hit the knee pads. So he's always <laughs> like, he's actually excited about hitting the knee pads. Um, huh. 
yeah, it took my older son a lot longer, but and Andrew was just like, "Not, nah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm riding without it." So he just off he went. So good, good for him. Yeah. So that's how long it's been between Minnesota <laughs> and you RSL. So ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it just seems like such a like uh, such a long time ago. It hasn't even been a week yet. We we, uh, we find out we found out that we lost one of our GPS for what like six months. Uh, practically the that was, well, that was that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long. I mean, that's pretty much the entire season. I mean, if you're looking and obviously you guys have heard that Ramos and Alessandrini until September had uh, had knee surgery and he is out between four and six months. So best case scenario, if you're talking four months from now, I mean, we're at the end of April. Um, four months from now is pretty much September, and that's the minimum. So if it if it goes to six months, you're going in there for like what the the Western Conference Final, Maybe. MLS Cup. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, be, I mean, best case scenario, he comes back for September. You get what uh, six games in. Uh, maybe maybe seven. I don't, I don't know exactly what the schedule and looks that's like. If, exactly and that's if in September and October, six but, games, six games, yeah, and then so there's like, one game in October, which is the. October sixth game, so yeah, then then you're in a, well into the but, playoffs. But that's it. Yeah. But that's an that's an if now. I mean, by that point, we may be having someone that's running running fine within the team, and he's going right. to be you know just a a sub. Yeah. So so that was a thing. I mean, uh, obviously, we know that this team is as far as roster, it's not finished yet. Uh, we have known that the Colosa and Scalotta have been looking for. Uh, another attacking player, yep. uh, and um, and now with the injury to Allison Drini, now that has accelerated. Pretty much become yeah, uh, priority number one, and it it it's gonna have to be uh, very very quickly. Uh, Teclosa actually hinted that they may very well be signing someone before the May seventh uh, uh, transfer window closes instead mm-hmm. of the uh, the, the summer. Yeah. yeah. So, and and that kind of makes sense because now you're in need. Absolutely. You're now more in desperate need of another attacking Absolutely. threat because you don't have one. And again, there's something else that we'll talk about once we get uh, talking about the games. But they're looking for a player that plays multiple positions, uh, mostly on the attack. They need a striker that can also be uh, an attacking midfielder. They need some sort of scoring threat in there that can that can be versatile, that can be moved around uh, when and if needed. Now, I'm not really sure where exactly they're scouting. Um, it could be anywhere in the world. We know Teclosa has a lot of connections around the world. Uh, so we know that, you know, he got uh, um, down in South America. He, we know that he's uh, in yeah. Europe. So we don't exactly know a total what offbeat type of character. player or well, what I said, it could totally be an offbeat character that we're, we have no idea who who it is. I, I'm sure. I am going to I am going to bet that it's a it's it is a player that nobody has heard of. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be something someone like that. Um, so, so so then the question becomes: Is it worth bringing this player in now, or is it better to wait till the summer? when you have a little bit more to oh, choose from now. because you would imagine that whoever they bring in right now, you're locking them. That's that's it. The team's locked in. They're, they don't, they may not have that much room at that point to, to make some moves. Um, the question that I have regarding Alessandrini is 
Um, he just got significantly cheaper in terms of his value now that he's he's sure. got this injury. And there was talks about the Galaxy extending uh, or Alessandrini wanting an extension and the Galaxy not really wanting to re-sign him as a, as a DP because then you, you know, lock up another player and, and uh, you already have Jonathan Dos Santos and then Zlatan is up in the air. So is this the opportunity where the Galaxy can go to Alessandrini and say, look, we can't, you, your value dropped significantly. We can't sell you in the summer window now. Um, we'd like to keep you, but here's what we need from you in order. If you want to stay, here's what we need. So you re-sign Alessandrini with an extension as a tab player, and then you free up your DP spot for the summer, and you go out and you get a DP. I'm not sure if you can re, re- can, uh I think we were talking about this during the Geo thing. Can, can you really reconstruct well, I mean, that contract? That, but that was the question at that point, right? Right. Wasn't and that I'm not the question sure. at that point? You can re- and, renegotiate the contract. Because the team and, and the player and the agent can always agree to say, okay, this contract has now been torn up, and this is the new contract. I think Allison Gini would have to be... I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, the closer has actually come out and said that, you know, we need to support this guy. We're not going to get rid of him. And mainly because we come to find out that they can't get rid of him. They they, they can't put him in the season ending uh, injury list because it, it, it I don't hasn't know, that, been a season in the injury. Yeah. And like th- there's like a lot of technical MLS stuff that I'm not even about to try to explain or try to understand. But it, it seems that it's there's a lot of hurdles around it that they would not be able to do it anyway. So the Glossa took the route and saying, Hey, we need to support this guy and we're not going to get rid of him. And he's a fan favorite and he's very important to the team. And, you know, we hope he comes back because he's very important. He's a big part of the puzzle. And obviously that's the right thing to say, but I, I kind of feel that we, we we're seeing the end of Allison Genie in a galaxy uniform. I don't think, that he will be back. I think for him to be re-signed, he'd have to take a massive pay cut. A massive pay cut. I mean, that's and like four hundred thousand, right? He no, he's at to get what? up to to tam him down. That's like four hundred thousand. To tam him down, it's yeah, but I don't even think they would pay him the maximum of tam. That's the thing. I, I don't think that they were willing to pay the one point five. I'm thinking they're gonna go. If anything, they're gonna go under a million. For a guy who's been constantly uh, injured, I I I honestly I think, think I think they'll dump Shelvick's salary at the end of the year and say, okay, we can go like one point two on Alessandrini. I think that that's probably where right about where he's worth actually. For a guy who's going to be thirty, he's gonna. This is what his third or fourth knee knee surgery. Yeah, um, but I'm there with Lewis though. I feel like we're gonna here. Whether of thinking that we're gonna tam him down, I think we're just gonna outgrow him. You know, because at that yeah. point, at that point. We're going to have someone involved in the team that's going to be a lot more fluid with us. And 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 to get them back on the ball at that late in the season and then probably keeping them for the next season, I doubt that. Like, I just – yeah, it's unfortunate to me because I, I'm a big fan of Alessandrini. I love him. But I, I totally agree with Lewis here. This is the phase out now. Yeah, I, I think for me that uh, you have to remember that Whatever they say, like the Glossar Escalota, whatever they say, they're not just going to throw somebody under the bus like that. They're going to say, you know, this is the pieces that we have to work with. But let's just be honest. That is not one of their guys. 
this is still a player that was brought in by the old regime. In fact, it's the only player that actually worked out from the old regime. And so it is not one of Skeletal's guys. It is not one of the closest guys. So that's not to say that they don't like him. That's not to say that it wasn't really part of their plan, but we talked about it. It looks like he's doesn't fit the system. Well, so, it's just not that. It's just going to be out for so long. There's no way to fit the system at that late in the game. Know. And then to change it yeah, up well, I mean, next season. I thought season, he was growing into it a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, I as, thought he was as, doing fine. Right. But, like, now, that's that's a, a mute point. Like, forget about all that shit. That doesn't matter no more. Yeah. You know? Uh, so like, I think it's too whether, whether they sign somebody before me. And, and I think, for me, honestly, I think they have a list. I mean, I, it, this isn't something that they, okay, we need to do this because. Well, this, and this is new. Gone. This they, is new. To the, to the Galaxy organization, or at least this hasn't this list hasn't been around for a while. No, no, that, no, no, no. I think the list has been around for a while. Yeah, they made they, they made a mention that they've been looking for a while. They that they, they've known. That no, this... no, 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 no. I'm talking about last year, the year before, so on. Oh, and so forth. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, but, 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 I mean, I, I'm I'm under the impression that they know that they've targeted. They have a list of who they want. I think the big hurdle as it is with most of the players that they're looking at right now or have been looking at is the, uh, the contract. Like you can't offer anybody a DP contract since you don't have that slot. So I'm sure they have a lot of players in mind that can fit the system, but can they negotiate them down to a TAM contract? Like that's the tricky part. You know, can, can you, can you find someone that can play multiple, you know, positions and say, look, you're, you're going to, have to take a pay cut and you're going to have to be second fiddle to Zlatan. So that's, I think that's the tricky part that you're, you're looking for a threat, a scoring threat, but you're telling them you're behind Zlatan. You're like option number two. And, you know, maybe next year you're option number one. Yeah. Like get the goals. Like get the goals, but if you can feed it to Zlatan first. What, yeah, what, or else I he's mean, gonna yell at you. Or, right, but I, I think that's kind of the the, the holdup is the the contract negotiations. I think they have players in mind. I think they can easily say, "Yep, this is the guy we want," but it, it's whether or not they can actually negotiate a price to where they're you know complying with league rules. I honestly believe that's kind of the holdup, and because of the injury, it kind of sped up the process where we might need this guy sooner rather than later because now your midfield is, it still has a lot of players, but you don't have any game changers on the bench. Even with Allison Drini in there, the only game changer that you could really say, and I don't even think it's a game changer. I just think it's a sidestep where like, okay, I'm in there for fresh legs who is capable of holding his own is Chris Pontius. That's it. There's nobody else that you can bring in that says, okay, you know what? This is a game changer. This is a super sub. This is another threat. And I think the only one that you're going to have is maybe uh, Alvarez, who is currently with the uh, with the youth uh, Mexican team. So it, we've known that he wasn't going to be readily available whenever. So you probably wouldn't even see that until after the World Cup is done, which is late summer. So at that point, again, like you probably would have brought in that that uh, that player that they have been looking at this whole time. So you're still missing that player off the bench that can change. And I think that's probably why Skelota is making 
these substitutions so late. Like, I have nobody. Like, if I take one of my guys from the starting lineup out, my team depletes a lot. So the more I can run with this team, the better. I mean, so when Pon- can you can you really say that? Like, it, if you take on two now for Boateng, is it really a change? To me, well, it seems like they're well, the same the t- player. At the t- at the yeah, time we'll get, at the we'll, timetable, we'll you get speed. Well because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we we were we were texting each other, uh, uh, you know, behind the scenes uh, during the game. So uh, yeah, we'll get to that as well. But yeah, I I, I feel bad for Alessandrini. Um, I wasn't quite on the Alessandrini out train, but um, even if I was, it, it wouldn't have been. This is not the way I would have wanted it to go down. Right. No. And yeah, it didn't um, sound like it on know, the moment fun. when it happened. Get out of here, Mr. Glass. Yeah. When it, well, I mean, like <laughs> the fact that it was a non contact injury is frustrating. Of course. It's like, are you serious? Of course. Because you're not getting hit. Like, you're not getting unlucky but, where some like, guy made again, a Again, that's tackle. not his fault. That's not his it, fault. It's not his fault. And obviously, he's not going out of his way to get hurt or he's well, not looking to get hurt. Is your body is not a, yours? What? what is your body not yours so it's your fault yeah i guess so but it's, it's <laughs> i really know what fault. you're saying dave i'm just making a joke no. I, I, either way i i think it's just a, an unfortunate um yet ironic way nice, of 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 you know going out um in a gauss uniform I, I think it's probably one of the last times we'll see him and it's un, it's unfortunate because yes he was a fan favorite and he bled for the crest. And, totally. you know, I don't think anyone's going to um, question his heart or his dedication. But, um, you know, the injuries have just been uh, uh, a major problem. And it just kind of came uh, to the front. And it's just, you know, uh, to lose him for that long. You're basically lost for the season. I think when he, if he does come back late in the season, I think, you know, I, I, said, I think it's just a moot point. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not really sure yeah, that it's, it's done for the season. Um, for sure. He should be integrated, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but this happened uh, in the, uh, what was it? It was in the, what game was it? Houston the game. Houston game right now. So yeah. he was missing in Minnesota and uh, Pontius was uh, available, but didn't start. So you had Emma go in there. And uh, so let's go ahead and just start talking about yeah. game number one. Uh, so you go to uh, you go to Minnesota, uh, a zero zero draw. Now, for what it's worth, David and I both had that game as a draw in balls and beers. So we really can't be too surprised about the outcome, but the performance leads me to believe that. You didn't leave everything on the field. Well, no. that was that that's sort of in the talk is the field. The field had issues. Um, you saw when Zlatan slipped on a on a piece of grass that and he like this giant chunk of grass and he like threw it down onto the floor. Um, oh yeah. The 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 field is new. Allianz field, I mean, that's only been open like what, this is the third game on that field. And apparently the grass hasn't taken hold yet. And so um, Corner of the Galaxy talked about this, actually, how a lot of the players were slipping in the in the first, like, 10 minutes. And then after that, they stopped slipping. But you also saw the Galaxy change the way that they were playing. And um, to me, it seemed like... To me, 
looking at the game, it was frustrating watching the team play Zlatan ball because Zlatan seemed really disinterested in making an effort to put himself into better positions. He was just expecting everybody to put him to put it, you know, in the most narrow in the perfect spot windows for in the perfect spot for him in the perfect time um, when he felt like making the run or when he felt like he, he was in a, in a better position. So yeah, watching and, and granted, like he doesn't get good service. You know, you, you talk about uh, uh, Emma Boateng and his sort of decision-making in the final third or his, his ability to get a good cross off. And you look across on the other side, you have uh, Antuna who is essentially the same. Like he has, I, I think I was saying it during the, the Minnesota game. I haven't seen him putting a good cross to date at that point. Yeah. And, and at that same time, I was thinking to myself, this guy is just the Mexican bulletin. He is a guy who's fast. And ironically, he's the one guy who apparently can't keep up with Emma. And, you know, he, he has a lot of speed. Granted that I know, and you can see that he has more technical ability than Emma, but can't cross, hasn't put a good cross in. I think, I mean, he's probably hitting the target once out of every, you know, what seems like 20, 30 crosses. And his decision-making in the final third, again, is sketchy. Um, The way he dribbles is like, yeah, I can get past you, but that once you do, that next touch is really heavy. And uh, you're dribbling out of bounds or you're losing it to another defender. Or once you get there, you kind of have to get desperate. We're like, oh, it, it got to the end line. I got across and it's to nobody or it's, uh, you know, just out of bounds somewhere. It, it's it, it never finds its intended target. So, yeah, you got all the speed. But what are you doing with it? You have the technical ability, but what are you doing with it? Like it, it, it's not really amounting to 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 anything. And, you know. This season, I said, you know, I, I, I can't defend Boateng anymore. Like, this player was supposed to develop. He never did. This is, we've seen what he's going to offer us. And I, I, I'm i not there with Antuna yet, but there's a lot of similarities between those two. And you basically have, at least while they were both starting, you had voids on both of those wings. Yeah, speed, but didn't really amount to anything once you got to the final third. Well, where, where you did have a, a positive impact was in uh, Julian Rajo's uh, attack. He got up the, the sideline pretty often, and he was so good going up the field and then getting back and defending. He, I mean, this he kid. Was, he was pretty much the highlight of the entire game, to be honest, of the yeah, entire team. Yeah. Until he got injured on there we go. the grass. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Until until that injury happened then, on, on on the and on the grass like, and, and uh, again, people people were blaming the field conditions. Um, I guess I guess if you're not sure of your footing, you you change the way you run, and so that leaves a, a potential for injuries. I mean, he left in on crutches, I believe, uh, from what um, I had heard uh, from people who who were at the post game. Um, but apparently he was training this week. So, uh, so it looks like he's, um, you know, he, he, the injury wasn't as bad as uh, originally thought. 
Yeah, I think for me, it's. I mean, I'm sure that the field had something to do with it. What it doesn't, what doesn't make sense to me is, look, if you're not gonna run as fast or cut as fast or, you know, be as quick as you normally would because you're afraid that you might slip or you're afraid that you might get injured, that's that's one thing. I, I'm not really sure how that translates to my entire strategy is get the ball to Zlatan. I'm not sure how that translates because even if you're not, okay, I'm not cutting, I'm not doing this or whatever, but once you're in the final third, you got to have more than just one scoring threat up there. Yeah. You need take a shot. Yeah. Take a shot. And that's the thing. Nobody, nobody was taking a shot. Not one person was taking any sort of initiative to be the guy. Legit was not taking shots. He's looking for Zlatan. Like, I think Emma shot one. And let's forget the fact that it was a horrible shot. The only good let's chance... Forget, let's forget... The only good chance was in the 23rd minute when Ibra had a chance with his header, but it still went across and didn't get yeah, on frame. That was, but yeah, that was the best... That was the best chance. But that was yeah. the best chance. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just unfortunate because there was no one else that was stepping up. There was nobody else that was making any sort of run and say, look, even if it's a dummy run, even if it's just to get the defense looking in another direction, to just give you that half second that Zlatan needs to get somewhat free, to open up some sort of lane. Because if your entire strategy is, I'm going to cross or get the ball to Zlatan, it's not that hard. I mean, it may be difficult to neutralize him, but if you're cutting out those passing lanes, knowing, look, this is where the ball is going to go. I just need to make sure the ball doesn't get there. There goes your entire offense. Yeah. So the entire offense was basically, I get to the wing, let Emor Antuna get past the defender, and they did that, but those crosses landed to nobody. I mean, nobody at all. And it was it was frustrating to see the same thing over and over and over again. Because once they hit to the final third, there was just no creativity. It was just crosses Latan, crosses Latan, crosses Latan, which is fine if you're able to cross. Yep, right. If if you were able to get that cross anywhere near to target, where you're inching closer and closer, look, Latan's gonna get one of these. That's a different story. But, but, but at the same but at the same time, you have a disinterested Zlatan who's not willing to make the extra runs. He's just like, well, if you're not gonna get it right to me, what's the point? I you know, think I think I, mean, I think he I think Zlatan is a good enough player where he can anticipate that, you know, okay, this guy tends when when this, the guy is running in this manner and he crosses it, he tends to cross it. To this area, so I'm gonna move. I'm gonna start making my way that way. Or hey, when he's coming in like this, he tends to go to this area. So I'm gonna go that way too. Instead, he was just like, no, I'm, I'm, I go to my spots, and if you can't get it to me, that's your fault. But here's the thing: I'm not entirely sure that's the case because I'm pretty sure that when you have a guy who's six foot five and he's towering over anybody, it doesn't matter where the hell you are. You get that ball high and get to his head because Zlatan's going to get it. He's going to win that ball 
nine out of probably ten out of ten times. So I yeah, so, but most, so, most so, of the crosses are either but, short yeah, yeah, or yeah, too yeah. long. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like, so, so, so that's my point. So I get they're what not, they're not hitting their intended mark. So it's not like Southside is saying, okay, look, he's usually sure, going dude, to do this. No, but lose, but lose, consistent. You know, no, no. This is what look at. You're both right. Lewis is right in the specific point of crosses. He should be getting better crosses from all the player of all the players that actually attempt to cross. But David, you're correct. He t- he does a lot of things when it doesn't come to crosses. He expects everyone to play the ball in this 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 perfect spot for him and then you know he also expects them to play in a certain angle that he when he makes really bad decisions on passes or lazy taps or things like that he gets he gets very uh he just gets super angry to with everybody not realizing that yeah it could be your mistake bro you know what i mean um so you're you're, you're both the same you're i mean not the same you're both the right you're both right um, it's just in two different uh, points, just two different points. I mean, well, well, I mean, one of the things that he's probably, I mean, he's used to playing with the best players in the world, and that's why he gets so frustrated. Uh, exactly, and I know yeah. that. That's I totally get that. You know, I but mean, he knows, but dude, he knows where he is. He, he, he knows de- the players. He, he definitely playing, knows. He, he definitely knows. He didn't step into this team yesterday. No, he was with the worst team last year, so yeah, he should be a true. lot happier now. But yes, I understand that the level of quality does not even go close to what he's used to. So he does get frustrated. I get that too. And yes, he should know where he is. But I mean, there's we're. I feel like we're talking about two Zlatans because the Zlatan because the Zlatan that Dave Lewis ha- is talking about is really from the Minnesota game, and the Zlatan that Dave is talking about is was a lot more contentious in the RSL game. So I mean, uh, more. I think more a lot more in the Houston game and the Minnesota game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not talking about back then because we already done a show for that day. But I, I we're, know, we're I know. talking I'm about these. Saying, I'm just saying, like these are the trends <laughs> that I'm seeing from Zlatan. No, yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But we'll, we'll we'll come we'll circle back around to Zlatan in for the for the RSL game because I think there's yeah. a lot yeah. to kind of to to, yeah. to touch on with him. Um, when when you look at the when you look at the Minnesota game, yeah, like <laughs> in the first half, you had a. a I think it was close to like sixty-two percent possession, and you can tell midway through the first half that like okay that that goal is coming. Like we're we're controlling the game, we have possession, we're completing the passes, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're we're putting our will against a weaker opponent, and then once you got to the final third, it was just like okay we we have no flat, idea what to do. Flat. Let's flat. let do it, and and just became flat. It wasn't until midway around the first half where there was like that onslaught of like corner kicks that seemed like lasted like an eternity yeah. that they just couldn't clear the ball yeah they, they had like eight corner kicks in a row or what seemed like eight corner kicks <laughs> yeah. in a row was, yeah. what, two it's cleared like, headers two, two cleared headers from uh from what's the name from uh opara yeah i mean i i don't remember exactly what like how it went down but it, it was just like oh my god like guys get the ball mm-hmm. like like I know you're clearing the like the, the the kick and you know it just happens to be behind the you know behind the end line but you guys need to get this ball back and in the second half completely different story I mean it was it was a little bit more even and at the end of the game the galaxy still held most of the possession I think at the end of the game yep. they still held 57 percent so it, it was still that they dominated the ball but it evened out in the second half where Minnesota had significantly more chances i mean david bingham had a couple saves that he had to make in order for that that point to be preserved whereas the galaxy had nothing there was nothing there i don't even think they had a shot on goal oh no it was no, they did. 
Ebo's like so, total ruler. Shot. So, no, hold on. So, so no, no, no. I don't, I don't know which ones they are, but I'm looking at the stats right now. We had actually four shots on target when Minnesota only had one, and then yeah, but but, but, but they had but, a total shots of twelve when we had ten. Yeah, but 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 a lot of their shots were like just piss poor. Like they yeah. ended up skying a lot of their shots, so it doesn't Very, even count as a shot. So I had well, joked it. Well, that's what my, my man of the match for this game was Minnesota's poor finishing. And I stand by that. Like, there's no player that stood out for me in this game. It was just like we got saved by Minnesota being so bad in front of net. Well, I mean, Jonathan. We established that Jonathan is, uh, you know, like he has to have a really standout game. And, and even against RSL, like I have a different man of the match for that game. As do I. But... um I, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I think that granted that we got a point, granted that that's what I predicted, but the way that you controlled the the, the the play in the first half felt that that was a missed opportunity, that you could have had three points. Like, you shouldn't necessarily be upset at the draw, but the way your offense looked and the way it was so one-dimensional was so frustrating. No, we didn't that, play well the you know what time. You, what was that? I don't think we played well the entire time. I like. You did, no. What was your man of the match, David? Minnesota's poor finish. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, right. that's right. That's right. What I is mean, it with you like not understanding the question of what man of the match is. <laughs> the closer. <laughs> Actually, I think that was me. <laughs> but... No, you were making fun of David. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, but he was being legit. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> honestly, same, yeah. honestly, I think the the standout player in this game was uh, Julian Rajo. There we go. That's uh, me too. And and it was unfortunate that he went out uh, injured in. The, because I thought he was excellent, and I think maybe if he would have stayed on the field, maybe we would have got a goal. Well, yeah, he took. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, I, was, I doubt it. Well, I don't know about the goal, I, but but he was definitely uh, my yeah. man of the match uh, for the game, uh, and I was uh, I, he was a he was a spitfire. I guess that's the word I can use right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, does that define it right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Until he got the injury, and then I was just so pissed. I was like, can we stop with this? Yeah. Yeah. And then Gonzalez came in, and, and I thought Gonzalez he's, was good. He's always done a good job when he comes in. Um, yeah. He doesn't blow me away, but he does a good job. He never he he's, he he does his job. He, so like oh, I don't really he's not blowing away Barcelona either, and that's why Dan Stairs is keeping his job. Or maybe maybe Stairs is no. doing such a good job yeah. that he's keeping Gonzalez out. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's the case. I think Scotto understands that. Look, we brought him in. We know that he's going to be here, but. We can't fuck with the good thing right now. Well, I mean, yeah. we still need, they still need the depth. Yeah, but he can't. At center back. Yeah, they can't fuck something that's solid a little bit. You know, like that's, that's yeah. strong at the moment. Look, if one of those guys needs rotation because they're tired or because, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, no one gets injured or you just need, um, you know, like that, you know, like that rotation. Like, okay, just go ahead and get some fresh legs in there. You have a guy who's more than capable of, you know, he, he he would be starting in any of the team. He probably should be. But Steris is having one hell of a season. And I think Scaloto is rewarding him for it. Like, you know what? Like, I'm not fucking with this. We have the best defense in the league. Why the hell am I going to change anything? It's working. I just improved the defense with depth. If one of them goes down, I got someone who's just as capable. Yeah. If not better. Well, we had, we, speaking of the defense, we had kind of, tried to defend Jorgen Chelvik uh, against Houston because he got 
he got the brunt of of the hate on on Twitter when it came to Houston. But a lot, as a lot of people have pointed out, uh, he had a deal with a really tough opponent in Albert Elise. And so uh, you see him in the Minnesota game and you say, okay, um, let's see how he does here. And boy, did he fall on his face. He was really bad in this game. He was constantly out of position. He was constantly getting beat. He provided nothing going forward. Um, and he paid the price. This is... Uh, hmm. I'm Again, we're talking about three games. But at the same time, I've seen more bad games from Shelvick than I have seen good. And it's kind of seeming like those first three games of the season, maybe four, maybe that was an anomaly. Maybe he's kind of reverting back to what he was last season and what he's shown us in the past three games. I think the most frustrating thing about him is that, again, it goes back down to the value you're 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 paying him a million dollars. This is the man that you're that you put. I don't want to say all your eggs in, but man, you're paying a defender a million dollars. He should be lights out. He should be what Polenta is doing. He should be what Steris is doing for that money. And he's nowhere near that level. That's the frustrating part. If he's just like some random guy making, you know, just over the town thing, you know, I mean, the guy's playing like he's worth what, what, uh, you know, Steris and Romney were making last season. I don't think anyone's really going to like be too upset at that. They'll all just say, look, we need to, you need to go out there and find a better left back. We can right now because, you know, here's a guy who's making a million dollars. That's the frustrating part is that he's paying, paying pay that much for doing what he's doing. And again, this is not the closest guy. This is the old regime. Again, another bust, another overpaid player with no scouting it's it's a guy that at least in the last three games seems like a very huge liability and that's saying a lot for a guy who's the most expensive defender in the league all right well then let's let's move well let's move on to the la versus rsl game then let's get to that all right because because this has bearing on on the other thing you have it does you have uh dd Traore making his debut mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, uh sorry not his debut his first start mm-hmm. because he did get a few minutes in in a previous game um and, Which, and this was a coach's decision by the way yeah yeah it wasn't is, that Shovik was injured or anything this was a straight up Shovik got benched yeah which I think you know we can agree with. I I, I don't think that this, this is a surprise. It's been actually he's been given too long of a rope, um, but now you have a kid, this young guy, Didi Traore, uh, making his first MLS start, and first half, man, kid was phenomenal. Well, yeah, he was so, he was he was spectacular in the first half, but so was the entire team. Right. So 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 maybe mild take. Maybe a hot take. I don't know. Uh, Didi Traore's first career start was better 
than Julian Araujo's first career start. Uh, I, I was maybe, more impressed. I, don't know. I was more impressed with Traore than I was with Araujo. Not to say that I wasn't was, impressed with Araujo because I loved was Araujo. It, was it because of the the difference in the you know the 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 position the both, difference in quality between Shelvig and Traore versus the difference in quality between Felcher and Araujo? I think for me that both of them are because of their because of their youth. They are going out there and trying things. And you see that in youth teams. You see that with yeah. the, in the under-20, under-17 World Cups. They go right out. They're not afraid to go at defenders. Uh, they, they try things. They try to be creative. Whereas once they get to the senior team, you don't see that as much, as, especially with American players. But for me, they both were very confident on the ball. Yep. They were both very good defensively. What I liked about Traore is the way he went up, the way he took on defenders <clears throat> yeah. where he had no fear. Araujo was a little bit more cautious. He went up and he went at defenders, but he was a little bit more cautious. Traore was more like, dude, I'm getting by you. Traore had way like, better footwork, like, though. That's the thing, too. He had way better footwork. Now, he was able to get by um, you, be a little bit more cheeky. He, he had, was, he's, yeah. He's also I, I he's he's also quicker, he's I, also taller. He's stronger, so he can he can push opponents off of him. Um, yeah, and then just pu- pushing it pushing up forward. You know, just 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 moving up in that attack. He did a really 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 good job. I know David. I know we're not getting to the second half yet, but I know David was 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 really on top of him right away as soon as he made some mistakes in the second half but i mean everybody was making mistakes in the second half so i couldn't really yeah. get on top of him too much but talking about the first half i mean let's move on and talk about the entire team i mean look come on man uh i was it was stellar to me i w- i literally had a smile ear to ear and i don't get like that um <laughs> it, I, I just don't get, i'm always like if something if something's going right i know something's coming wrong like that's just how i am um yeah. but they played aggressive they had great footwork they had great possession they were like i said they all of them were having little cheeky passes and moves uh i mean dude it was it was a fun 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 first half first half yeah i think i think uh the the possession ended up being like sixty nine or seventy percent toward the galaxy, um, and it really felt like ninety eight percent galaxy in I the mean, first half. I mean, it started off with like Corona almost having a chance six yard out at like the first yeah. minute and thirty nine. I think yeah. So I, and, I mean, and I think I told you guys um, that the galaxy needs to finish that game off in the first half. Oh, we're going to talk we're going to get to when they, we when we move into the the, the middle of the game. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. cuz yeah, they played cuz they played right so now, well. They played like at the beginning, like we're just still talking about like at the beginning we're we're enjoying it, you know, and and then you know, like right away in the 15th minute we get our first goal. I mean, Palenta, you know, vision passes that yep. that that ball right through those two those two defenders. So tight, so tight of a ball. Straight No, to- no, no, no. Okay, so before we get into the goal, I I will say this because uh bobby you made a comment that you said it was really fun to watch yeah um i know you disagreed but i agree this that first half was near perfection if we had more goals it would have been perfect yes um and that's why i said near perfection yeah uh but that first half reminded me of the first half against philadelphia in a game in which you said was really boring and that you said It it just couldn't bear to watch yep that's what we felt in that game like it was 
fun to watch that team because they were circling the ball around. They were passing it. Philadelphia had absolutely no answer to the Galaxy the way RSL the di- had no answer the to the Galaxy the difference, in that first half. The difference between these two games is that this game, they had momentum. In the other game, they held the ball long and held. And it was really long and slow. And it was boring. It was just a boring half. Yeah, this one, uh, this the, one, everybody was, uh, was every, every, in this first half, everybody was just on the ball. They were feeling good. They were doing so many like interesting passes and trying doing everything. Latan was pulling back, getting in, getting getting involved um, instead oh, of just. So, 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 so I think that was a big thing. And and, and before we and that's the, the difference half, though. That's, that's what, what I'm trying to say. That, that, right. And and that was the, the whole point of the transition between the Minnesota game and the RSL game is that Zlatan was not the focal point of the final pass. He was making the final pass or he was making he was involved the, in a the, lot the, of things. Yeah. The first pass because he dropped back. He was basically being the number 10. He basically was distributing. And who was going forward? We had Traore going forward. You had um, Pontius making runs. You had Antuna uh, making runs. Mm-hmm. You had guys that were supposed to be doing that in previous games, and especially in the Minnesota game, doing what they were supposed to be doing, having the defense saying, okay, we're being attacked from every fucking angle right now. You had Traore yep. breaking down the, 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 the flank. You had Antuna breaking down players from the flank. And then you had Pontius making runs. You had Legit making runs. And Zlatan was not in the box. He was the one that was starting the play. Yep. So... So it's not like you're taking Zlatan out of the game. Nope. You just created about three or four different weapons. And if you wanted to change something up where Zlatan wanted to push forward a little bit more, that offense became extremely potent. And that's exactly what you saw. You saw chance after chance after chance. They didn't finish those chances, no. but they were creating a they were lot ve- of chances they were... and a lot of danger in that box, and it made RSL think about more than just Zlatan. Not only that, that is what was missing in Minnesota. Not only that, but they like all those chances were very inventive. I mean, they were very creative. I mean, it was so yep. good, and it and I, that's why I was ear to ear. I was like. It's just sitting there going like, am I really enjoying this? Oh my god, this is cool. But yeah, no, I mean, oh my goodness. Uh Galaxy Galaxy got fun again. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I'm very hesitant to feel that way. And I really felt this way at the, this in this first half. Uh but so do you want to get to that goal yet or no, Lewis? Uh yeah, okay. So 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 the goal was um it started with Polenta yep. taking the ball up. Had a lot of space. He attacked the space. Now, Bobby, you think it's a straight pass to Pontius? No, and, no. I didn't say it was a straight pass to Pontius. I said it was a pass that went through to Pontius. I know that Zlatan did. Maybe I should term it as the no hace aso. Um, no hace aso. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should be what we term it. Um, but I'm j- but what, I, I, but, I, yeah, close. <laughs> but but what I was trying to emphasize was that the defenders were so tight and that ball still went through because they were so they were so preoccupied with what Zlatan would did what was going to do. Uh, but but it was just uh, such a tight thread, dude. It uh, was a I, tight I thread. Like obviously, I'm giving credit to Polenta for for starting that play for getting up the field and seeing something because I think the pass was to Zlatan. Zlatan was smart enough to know where he was. The guy's IQ, no one's questioning his IQ. You could see the way, like, when he was distributing that, like, look, 
this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do. And it was, again, it was near perfect. Even like some of the passes that you were like, that you thought were pretty basic weren't. Even if like watching it, we're like, oh, he he has the ball. He did a he did a, a quick little back heel. Boom. He found an open streaking player. Like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like as Bobby said, there was a lot of cre- creativity there. And it started with Zlatan. Mm-hmm. Now, Zlatan had enough IQ and presence of mind to know to let that ball go. The no. Because was making that run. The no hace and, and it was perfect. Yes, it was the no hace <laughs> I, you know what? From now on, that's what I'm calling dummies. Yep. Um, Thank you. Woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it came from Bobby, not from David. See, David, yeah. that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, and then, of course, Pontius uh, puts in a good cross. It finds a, it finds a wide open Antuna who gets his first professional goal, yep. like ever, yep. on a senior team. Yeah. Yep. It was goal number one. It was a tap in. Um, it was a great team goal. And, um, yes, it was a thing of beauty. And you thought that you were going to see significantly more of that. That and first half felt locked down. That first fairness, half they felt deserved like that. a hell of a lot more than mm-hmm. that. That game should have been, at the minimum, 3-0 at halftime. Agreed. It could easily have been 4-5. or five. Agreed. The, 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 the Galaxy were just absolutely dominant. And, uh, I mean, they were just on a completely different level. Now... Let's talk about the second half. Why? Because hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause, cause I just I just want to point out because we we talked about Antuna's goal, um, and earlier we had alluded that uh, alluded to the fact that Antuna is just the Mexican Boateng. Um, this this proved true with the goal, right? Because he scored against Boateng RSL. can only yeah because Boateng can only score against RSL. Yep, that's funny. Yep. So then so, that there it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, you, you can't argue that anymore. Let Antuna have a whole um, entire season, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, unfortunately, this is the only time we will be playing RSL this season. So we do not go up to Salt Lake. Oh, season, so, uh, schedule. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Vancouver, by the way. Mm. We only play them once. Uh, those are the only two teams that we only play once this season, uh, or in the Western Conference. Yeah, um, MLS goes to thirty-two teams, and we can have a balanced schedule. I I, I can't wait till we get to sixty teams, and uh, we don't play half the league. And we and then we see and that, this podcast uh, is over because I've been doing all we that shit. Haven't played an MLS Cup or something <laughs> like like you know what? what and was the, that? I said, and the podcast is over because I ain't doing all that shit. Over. <laughs> Imagine doing balls and beers with sixty teams. Fuck that. Fuck that. We're, no, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have two fucking teams of podcasts. <laughs> like someone else has to do like the other thirty. The other thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's still a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of games. Um. So How did I okay. Get to minus so... two hundred and six. <laughs> we're in week and, three, and and you're in first place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're, we're, we're talking about this because we don't want to talk about the second half exactly. yeah that's what it is exactly. okay so here we go so second half starts and uh you're expecting good things look you had a good first half no reason why you shouldn't have uh something similar in the second half you're up only one goal you got to figure the Galaxy are out there looking for at least one more insurance goal. Um, 
you know, this isn't arena ball where they're going to sit on that one goal and just kind of like protect it the whole way through. Scalotto said, you know, we we, we got to score. Yeah, we got to step I on their throat. throats. Yeah, you would think. We're all about offense. You would think. So here's the thing. So th- there was a – there is a debate. This is where the nitpicking is coming in, in that what is going on with the Galaxy not being able to put – in a 90-minute performance. Well, Now, a lot of... I'm sorry, go on. Well, I just want to interject real quick. Well, what the Galaxy is saying is that it was the fatigue on the road. This right. was the... Yes. Literal, like This specific game, not games prior, but this specific game was the fatigue. I think yes. they put the wrong shoes on the wrong foot. All of them. Um, I, I'm looking over at Valdecantos. <laughs> like, you need you need to scare us to more two-a-days, dude. So but I mean, I just, okay, I just, here. I just think the night and day, the complete opposite is not fatigue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I agree. so, so, so let me give you my take because I was going back and forth with some, with, with someone on Twitter. Um, shout out to to you, Javi. So here's the thing, I don't disagree that fatigue played a factor. I am not oblivious or naive to believe that this team is immune to being tired. In fact, we said it last, or well, you guys said it last week. Thanks for listening. We have a tough stretch of games coming up, not because of the quality of opponents, but because of the number of games in the number of days and a hell of a lot of travel. So we saw in the first week you had a, you had the game against Houston Three, four days later, you had to go to Minnesota and immediately go right back home cross country to play RSL. Now, it doesn't matter who you are. You are going to get tired from that travel and from three games in nine days. Like, even Valdecantos knows that, look, you're going to get tired at the end of that particular stretch of games. Here is where I have a problem with this. It's not the first time that we see a huge drop-off in the second half. Yeah, We saw it against Philadelphia. We saw it against Houston. We had it backwards in Vancouver. It's not new. Which, it's a consistent issue. Which it's not. Right, exactly. This has been the theme where you're not putting together a full 90 yeah. minutes. You saw partly in it in Minnesota. Maybe it was less dramatic where you kind of tanked in the middle of the second half. But you had a bad maybe like 10, 15-minute stretch. But we have seen this play out numerous times. If this was the first time it happened, boom, it's fatigue. Like, and that will be that. But the fatigue argument doesn't make sense to me, and you won't convince me that it's the entire reason. And here's why. The entire first half, you are running on fifth gear. Never once in the first half did they let up. From the moment the whistle blew to begin the game to, ha- to the halftime whistle, there was absolutely no let up in that team. There was no indication that they were getting tired. No. Nope. If in the if in the 35th, 40th minute, you can see, hey, they kind of pulled back a little bit. Hey, they they, they looks like they kind of burn themselves out and they're looking just to get into halftime. Then I would say, okay, they probably got gassed and they came out flat in the second half. I would have bought that. No, dude. That wasn't they, the case. They looked because they were because they were running on all cylinders. Yeah. Up until that forty fifth minute, then you had 
what, 20 minutes to recharge because they came out late. So you had about 20 minutes to recharge without any indication of fatigue setting in. Come out, and the first minute, you get a chance. I think Zlatan had a header that was just wide. Mm -hmm. So you came out firing. You know you're looking for the goal. You're only up by one. And after that, you lost control of the game. Yeah, and, and it wasn't just fatigue. I mean, it was, you could tell. It was just, I think it was just mental. Like, it was just horribly you, mental. It was I mean, ev mental. Everybody, yes, was, exactly. everybody was making the worst decisions. Everybody could not clear yeah. a yep. ball. Nobody could p p pass the ball correctly. Nobody could find each other. I was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah that has nothing to do with fatigue. Because, like I said, there was no indication in at the end of the first half that you were already running but, out of gas. But but what is it? But you know what? What can you look at and say? It's a bad game plan to come out. It's a adjustment the RSL made that they could they had trouble dealing with. Um, like what? What can we point to and say? Well, the choices this that is what's causing this well, issue. Well, is it overconfidence? But, 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 no, I don't well, know. Uh, but I just know that the, tr the 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 problems that they were creating in the second half, initially in the beginning in the game, were all rudimentary. They were all dumb. They were just ridiculous. All dumb choices no. and and put and putting them in the wrong places, and which no, made it, no sense. But Bobby's correct because basic passes were not connecting. I mean, we're, we're not talking about, like, these intricate passes where, like, you have to thread the needle or you're trying a long ball. I mean, these are just like, look, let's just get out of danger, work your way out. Stuff that you were doing in the first half with ease all of a sudden became a headache. It's like, were you, were you not ready to get back into the game? On them. Like, were you not ready to come back, guys? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry the whistle got called. I mean, you know, you're out, there, you're out there for, what, two minutes out of sync and then – Usually, whatever it is, clicks back in, and you're like, "Oh, here's what we're doing." But, but that's not what happened. It took the galaxy. It took the galaxy like thirty minutes to regain control in well, the second it, half. Like well, they didn't well, regain control I, again for, for till almost the end of the game. No, I think what happened was okay. So, so when you're looking at fatigue, you're looking at what when when you first start noticing these players are gassed. It is around the 60th minute, which is around the time that you probably would expect them yeah. if they were to get tired, it would be around that time between the 60th and 70th minute. Yep. Now, here's the thing. By that time they had already lost control of the game. So you don't think that chasing the game from minute number 2 in the second half for the next 15 minutes had something to do with them getting fatigued faster than they probably should have been. Yeah. Because yeah. because if they had control of the ball and they're passing back and forth and they're making RSL chase the game the way they were doing in the first half, you probably wouldn't have gotten as fatigued. You probably would have just been like, you know, just kick the ball around, you know, let's set up a play, let's go ahead, get a little breather, boom, get that point of attack. It didn't work. Okay, cool. Get back, do what you can. But that wasn't the case. They couldn't string two passes together before they gave the ball up. So they're constantly chasing the game. They're constantly like, oh, shit. They're frantic about it. Are, it's yeah, one thing to say, frantic look, is the, I'm on is the, the right description. Hit. I, I'm going to get more fatigued than I'm just going to, like, I have the other guy on the ropes. And I'm wailing on you. Yes, you're eventually going to get tired by overpunching. But your adrenaline is kicking in where, like, look, I'm probably going to get tired a lot later than I should be. If I was on the ropes instead, and that's exactly what happened with the Galaxy. 
I think they got tired a lot sooner than they probably should have because they were chasing that game. And I think that they didn't gain control or at least they weren't able to connect until after RSL scored. Maybe about five, ten minutes after RSL scored is when the Galaxy started pushing up a little bit more and started to, okay, it's time to start fighting back. Well, is that, is that around the time when Zlatan took down uh, that, uh, that defender? I don't know. When, when was Onua? it? That, yeah. that was yeah. around the 60th minute. It, it was, yeah, it was midway through the second half. I, 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 let me get the exact time that happened. It was, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm on the wrong game. <laughs> well, I mean, um, <laughs> no, I think it was around the 60th minute when he brought down a new, um, and yeah, in fact, uh, I, I got it. It exactly the 60th minute. Wow. And and four minutes later, RSL scored. Six on the 63rd minute, they scored, and then yeah. and then Zlatan finally got his dream cross on the ground in front of his foot. Yep. Easily in, in the 77th minute uh, to get that 2-1, and then again, he was in Anua's face. Um, yeah. Look at. I saw some other things in, within this game where he was kind of like bumping into him, pushing him, and it reminded me of how he was treating De La Garza in the in, yeah. in the Houston yeah. game, and uh, how, well, how well, he treated how he treated uh, the guy from Columbus last year. Do mm-hmm, you remember? How do you? I know how I feel about it. I'll tell you right now. But how do you guys feel about that? Like, do you are you are you into an aggressive? A uh, striker that gets in people's faces and and and, and tries to intimidate them in in that manner. Well, Robbie Keane used to do it, right? He used to do stuff like this. Uh, David Beckham used to do stuff like this, where he would kind of pick a player and and go after him, uh, or a player would pick, you know, him and and they'd be after each other. Um, there's there's certainly a line. There's game gamesmanship, and then there's uh, there's what Zlatan did. Yeah, I mean, okay, go, go, Lewis. Okay, so here's the thing I have no problem with trash talking. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with some guy trying to get into some of the, some of the guy's head to get yeah. a mental and psychological edge and get them to make a mistake. If you're constantly jawing at him and getting it in his head where he snaps. And he makes a bad tackle or he throws a punch or whatever it is. And he gets red carded. You have now done what you were supposed to do. And you gave your team an advantage. I have no problem with that. If this is what's going to pump Zlatan up, he said it. I need something to kind of like just, okay, I need to get myself into another gear. And I need, this is what I need to do. I need to get angry. And if that's what it takes, I'm all for it. Now, as far as the shove, that was unnecessary. I think if you just keep jawing at him without getting yourself a yellow card, I'd be fine. So yeah. the fact that he just kind of like ran by him he, and then he just pulled him down, pulled him no, down, he pulled him down unnecessarily. But, I mean, he was. I, I had a problem with he, that. He he kept doing things that were quite unnecessary. I mean, even after he made his goal, he got in his face and was screaming his his face off, in in in, in front of him, and it was like out like I don't think I mean. I can't. It, I, it made me feel like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? 
and it I rubbed me the wrong way for and sure. And I know who was the commentator on. Uh, it was Kobe Jones. Kobe Jones was like, "No, see, you can't. You that that's too much. That 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 goes too far." And I and I yeah, and, 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 and I think I think hold on hold on Luz. And I think that Zlatan has has kind of passed that line where he needs to start realizing like he needs to pull back. So hold on. So like we have we have uh, some audio audio bits here of Zlatan talking about it. And uh, Anua talking about it. Uh, Scott French was interviewing Zlatan, and uh, I got yeah. the audio he has, from. He has him in the scrum. Yeah, he got him in the scrum, and then I got the audio from uh, at JJ Sports Beat with Anua. All right, so let's play this out, and let's let, let me know what you think about this afterwards. Now, what what was up with you and Onuoha? No, what happens on the field stays on the field. I like I like to feel alive. I like when it becomes duels and that. Because sometimes I not that I fall asleep, but I don't feel alive if I don't if they don't activate me. They need to activate me also because the rest becomes too easy. That kind of sparked you a little bit. Um, Seth was saying he felt like it sparked the team a bit too. This, I don't know, but I know me. When I get angry, I feel good. <laughs> did you you talked to him in the locker room afterwards? What what did you yeah, yeah. what did you tell no, him? No, I went to shake the hands. Nothing, no, no big deal. Okay, okay. Well, he came in to apologize after the game because, you know, from 60 minutes in, he's saying to me, he's going to do me, he's going to he's going to hurt me for that game. And this is, you know, this is a guy who's the face of the MLS, as he calls himself, but this is the way that he plays on the field. So I don't care if someone comes in and tries to say that to me, you don't say that on the field. I don't care. I'm not going to I'm not going to accept his apology. It's unacceptable. So after after the game, like Zlatan said, he went to go over it and, and, and try to shake his hand. And he kind of, you know, in this interview, he's, he's saying like, oh, no, everything's cool. Everything's cool. But there was some video that was put out where they were pretty much pushing him out of the locker room uh, because they didn't want him around in there. Like they just yeah. didn't want them there. So when you when you look at the actions that Zlatan is taking on the field and you look at the, the body language and the actions of Anua, Anua wants nothing to do with it. So like. When you when when Lewis, you're talking about a, a player getting inside of uh, getting inside of a player's head by just going after him, going after him. Usually, there's a little bit of reciprocation of like that other player is like, you know, kind of fighting, fighting it, fighting it. Um, there's a challenge that's back, that's returned. Exactly, there's a challenge, and so you go, oh, you're gonna challenge me? Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going, and it it. It looked like Anua was just like the thing that he picked on the field and he didn't want anything to do with it. He just wanted to play the game and Zlatan kept going after him. So like that to me, I think, crosses a, a, a line. And I think I also that think that's, I also, that's not no. really what you want to see. Also, it's easy I for Zlatan. It's easy for Zlatan to say, oh, what happens on the field, it, you know, stays on the field. Yeah. When you're the asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Afterward. Exactly. You know, it's like, no, you're being an asshole, dude. No, but who I, you are. Yes, there is a there. There is a the you know, that is who Zlatan is, and you take the good with the bad, whether you see this as a good thing or a bad thing. Now I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna interject with something a little bit here, and it's not it's not an excuse for Zlatan because I'm I. I'm not really happy with how he is right now, how 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 he how he interacted with Anua, um, and De La Garza the 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 game prior, um, but. Do you think there may be a uh, a lost in translation there? Like the way he he comes across speaking, like I am going to hurt you. You know, like we hear him speak in very short 
English words, you know, like where it's not full, like full throughout out sentences. Um, So I feel like him coming off trying to like say like intimidating phrases comes off a little too hardcore because of his uh, his, his, the, the, the limitation of his English. I mean, physically, he's a dick, too. Like, Don't get me wrong. Here, here's the thing, though. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with David where he crosses the line simply because, look, I don't want a part of this. Like, bitch, I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you if you want to play this game or not. Well, then you're I'm a bully. You. Well, that, that's, that's gamesmanship. That's fine. I don't care for that. I mean, if, if that is you, who you are on the field, and, and many players in the locker room have said the same thing. Who this guy is on the field is not who he is outside of the field. How he is in his competitive nature where he's like something's triggered, where this competitive person, something he's done his entire life, has nothing to do with how he is off the field, which is actually who he really is outside of his career. And and I kind of believe that because we've seen Zlatan do this throughout his career, yet he's still a class act for the most part because it's it's still a marketing uh, a still marketing, uh, you know, persona that he has to kind of keep up. Absolutely. But look, I, but, look, but the, off the field, it's something different. So I agree with that. But the fact that the guy, he's a defender. It's not like he randomly pick a guy. Here's a guy who is like, I'm trying to stop you. When he's saying, oh, I'm going to hurt you. He's not saying like, I am going, like, he never said, hey, I'm going to break your leg. Hey, but that's what, I'm gonna, like, but that's what I'm was coming across. across but that's and what he, was coming across, though, that, Louis. I, to me, when he says I'm, when he says to me, if Zlatan is saying to me, I'm going to hurt you, I'm not thinking I'm going to injure you. I'm thinking he, I'm thinking like I'm going to punish you. Exactly, and that's, that's exactly that's what, what happened. Thinking. But then, but then at the same time, if I'm going like, yeah, okay, whatever, I'm just going to play the game, and then he keeps going after me without me going, you know, without me continually sort of antagonizing, that, yeah. I'm just like, dude, why are you bothering me? So he's done me, his job. To me, this seems like to me if this seems like no, 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 no. To me, this seems like Zlatan got it in his own head. No, it, it, I mean partially because he says I need something to trigger myself. I'm better player when I'm angry. Yeah, he, he was I, very and, honest and about the, that. That's yes. something that I can relate to. That is something that I can relate to. Where like, hey, not everyone plays better when they're angry. Zlatan is one of those exceptions. Zlatan is more focused, more. Yeah. Um, he wants an enemy. He wants angry. an enemy. He wants it. So I have no problem there. But he's not picking some random guy. Who is he picking on? The guy that's defending him. AJ was on him the whole fucking time. Of course he's gonna fucking try to get in his head. He's not gonna go after I, like see, some. But see, with AJ, there was a there was a battle. You know what I mean? With this other guy, matter. he was like. He, he he was just like, dude, I'm just trying to fucking play. Yeah, right. but what Lewis so, is so but what Lewis is but what Lewis is saying just... what Lewis is saying is that he had so 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 De La Garza was more was was a little bit more uh, a scrappier defender that stood up to his Latan. But this guy was a bit more of a puppy. So why not just continue to break him down to be the lowest yes. level of puppy? Yes. So then because you can continue you to be strong. To. Because you don't yes, need you to. Do. He was already yes, broken do. down. He's no, no he but Lewis is trying to say he's a no mercy player. As soon as he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude, I'm already in his head. You know what I mean? Or that's not going to work with him. Yeah. So, no, it, but it did work with him. He ended up scoring on it him. It did. And actually. he ended up getting in his but, face. But and, it, and after the fact, I would hardly the fact, say that he scored on him because he didn't even really like 
follow him or Zlatan didn't hold him off. But he maybe just that, stepped but, at the but, right time. Okay, but but I'm so, I'm I'm gonna I'm kind of gonna give the, a little bit of of Lewis. But maybe that was the effect. Maybe that was the effect of him being like, "Fuck, man, I don't even want to deal with this dude. I don't even get close to him." So he pushed nah, that defender nah. off of him. Two days later, we're still talking about this. And two days later, um, what, what what's his name? Anua. I, yeah, he's still bitching about it. He did get in his head. And he, here's the thing. Well, he's the calling he's, he's calling MLS to take action against Latham. Yes, yes. So here's the thing. You cannot fucking take action just because some guy is talking shit. I'm sorry. He Unless he did something where he is racially, like, abusing you, if he, he said some sort of racial slur, I am completely against that. I will back up that defender 100% well, because there's no need for well, that. Can, that didn't happen. Well, Lewis. If he's threatening, if he's threatening his family or he does something extremely personal, you've crossed the line. Talking shit to me is just part of sports. This is not a new phenomenon in soccer, for Zlatan, or in any other sport played around the world. This is basic shit. And the fact that he's complaining and crying like a little bitch because someone talked a little smack to him, I have no respect for that guy. Oh, I watch, I watch fucking like the, the NBA in the nineties. The fucking trash talkers in that fucking era would have made this defender commit suicide after that fucking game. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that, if he's complaining that much, and that you, he feels and Lewis... that he needs to complain to the league. He's a little bitch, and he's mentally weak. Oh, man. And it, yes, and it showed. The fact that, like, why are you picking on me? Why are you picking on me? I just want to play the game. The, yeah, he's mentally weak, dude. I don't respect that. In which case, I'm backing up Zlatan 100%. And if I'm Zlatan, I'm picking on him again the next time I see him. Which because won't be this year. So it may, it won't which be won't this be this year. year anyway, so you may not even be in the league. And neither one of them might be in, yeah. might be in the league. But, but if, if, if that's the case, that's my weak spot. That's Latham saying, that's my bitch. I'm going right back to it. Yeah, but then why go then why go to the locker room and be like, oh, I wanted to shake hands? Because he uh, why? because he why? because he said to himself, look, then, what if you're gonna own that persona, own it. But he's trying but he's but he was saying what's on the right. field is on because, the field and outside right. the field is a very he, different thing. He's saying thing. like, hey man. To me, this sounds okay, this to me this sounds like something that that uh somebody at work told me one time. Uh I was dealing with, with a particularly hard um user. And he he went Matthews around me there? to kind of um, to complain about something that that uh, that wasn't working right on 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 his computer. And so when I went to go talk to his boss, also my boss, about it, um, I was told I was told, look, he's this guy. He's not really an asshole. He just likes to make everybody think he's an asshole. And I told her, I was like, that makes him an asshole. So I think I think the same goes for Zlatan. And, and I'm not saying that he can or can't be an asshole. He can be an asshole, but own up to being an asshole. But, but yeah, well, he did. Well, look at he, 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 He's he, saying, like, he, look, he, man, he, I, on the field, when I'm competing against you, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get an edge on you. Off the field, dude. I'll fucking buy you a beer. How many times have we said, look, look, when we're playing LAFC, fuck them, right? But don't go out there and be a dickhead. Don't fucking go out and vandalize. Don't do anything violent. Fuck you. I'll go back and forth with you. I will go. I will talk shit to you during the game. At the end of the game, I got no problem buying you a beer, bro. 
as long as we're respecting each other, I have no problem with that. And we can continue the banter. Do you That's think fine. that Zlatan respected this guy? Well, I think enough, I, I think making the effort to, the to yeah say hey he, bro because he did because like, he did a, a violent thing yeah what but violent he, thing did he do when he pulled him down for no reason no reason at all he had no I, reason I, to I, do I, that okay and and I didn't condone that that's the one thing I yeah don't no condone. no he, he that's the one thing I said that he gets I don't too aggressive he gets too ag- shit is- he gets too aggressive on the pitch for sure and he lets things go a little too far but. I get what Lewis is saying because it's kind of like boxers, you know, like are, when they're in the ring, they ain't friends, but afterwards they respect each other, you know, but that's the majority the sport. Yeah. Well, but this is a sport. This is, this is part of the sport, dude. <laughs> I, I, I know. Just like, no, that's why, he, that's why Zlatan got a yellow card for, for what he did. Well, yeah, of and course he he's going to get a, got a yellow card. And he probably, if the referee deemed it, could have got a yellow card for yelling at him, yelling at him in his face like that. Because uh, to uh, me, uh, that's okay. unsportsmanlike behavior. So then that's not part of the sport because the yellow card is there to say, hey, that's not OK. Right. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I think you the, are. The, the, the pool. <laughs> yes, I think you're absolutely right. And I said that was unnecessary. That was something that you probably should have done as far as yelling in his face and getting in his head. If you're going to give him a yell again, if you're giving him a yellow card simply for talking shit, there's a problem. There's a major problem because it happens everywhere. Unless he does, said does, something do, do extremely other sports, abusive. Do other sports have penalties for unsportsmanlike behavior? Yes. Yeah. Uh, NBA has flagrance. Yeah. The NFL literally has a rule That's, that says just, unsportsmanlike it, but conduct. Shit. But it's just talking shit and doing and like getting in people's faces. No, unsportsmanlike and, unsport, Well, th- there's, there's a way I, it is defined. But they're talking shit. You're just not okay. hearing it. They're not Mike. Right. Of course. I'm not oblivious. Uh, Lewis, I'm not oblivious to that. I'm not saying that that players don't do this. I'm just saying that I felt like Zlatan likes to make a show of it. He takes it. He took it. In in this case, he was a little too aggressive for me. And it I don't like to see. I don't like to see him being so aggressive about, uh, you know, with this particular thing, especially if the other player is just like, why are you doing this to me? You know, like what, what, what is the purpose of this? Because I don't think it gave him a mental edge. I think it. I think it, I think this is Zlatan showing us that he need that he needs this, and maybe he's mentally weak. Mm. No, because because he's out here going like, "Well, I need that to get me motivated, dude." If you were if if you were such a badass, you wouldn't need that to get you motivated. You would be motivated. You would be in the game no matter what. Okay, I mean, well, I half agree with that, but I, I'm not going to agree with the fact that completely. some guy who doesn't want a part of gamesmanship is is to be, like, respected as, okay, he's untouchable because, oh, he, he doesn't want a part of it. I, I should just leave him alone. That, that that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're saying, I don't want a part of this, oh, really? Okay, then I'm just going to poke you. Like, I don't like you when you do this. Well, what makes you think that I'm going to stop doing this now? You just basically gave me the go-ahead. Like, if the other guy was saying to himself, like, dude, this is not phasing me. Do what you want. I'm still playing my game. Do what you want. I'm not losing my cool. Do what you want. I'm not giving you the the reaction that you're hoping for. That's fine. Or talk shit back. Like, okay, go back and forth. Get in his head. Like, he's he's doing it to you. Why not go back to him? Instead, he's like And crying. that's what De La Garza was he's doing. Crying. Yeah, De La exactly. Garza did. Exactly. Exactly my point. And I didn't have a problem did. with it when he did. I didn't have a problem with it when he did it to Del Garza because Del Garza very clearly said, "Okay, 
that's the game you want to play. That's the game I want to play. Okay, and but he so, was on the and he was on the losing end of it, but he was still like, willing to go back and to 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 go back and forth with it. Uh, again, I think it's, I think it's a matter of like. But he didn't cry. He he's not asking the fucking league to find him or to suspend him. He knows what it is. He knows what it is. He played the game. He knows know. that this is part of the game. Like I, I don't understand. Like like I have respect for De La Garza for that fucking reason. I don't have respect for the other guy. Who's saying like someone come protect me? I don't want a part of this. Someone protect me. Like, are you serious, dude? Like, no. Like, I I don't buy that. Like, if if again, if I'm playing them, they're not. But if I'm playing him again, guess what? I'm doing it twice as hard next time. The guy was just talking shit. I mean, the I guy was talking shit. Like, he I, never I, he never made any sort of threat. As far as we know, he didn't make any sort of physical threat or any racially uh, abusive language or any abusive language to begin with. He's talking about I am going to. Hurt he you and he did. He did it. He did that, it on the field. That can no, be a, well. It can. It can. It can be. Even you. You even threat, said. But. You even said you didn't take it as a physical threat. You even. Admitted, yeah, you did say that. I'm David. talking it. So like, don't, don't go changing up your story now, dude. <laughs> no, what I said. That, that, what, I, exactly what I said what, was. <laughs> what I said was that I didn't. I. I wouldn't take that as he's going to injure me. There you go. So how are you taking it? He's but that's saying, not, I but am that's gonna not hurt to you. say that I am going to hurt you is not a threat. Well, it's not a physical threat. It's not a physical threat. Like, I, 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 I'm going to, if you're saying like, dude, we're going to mop the floor with you. That's a threat. But dude, it, it's within the, I mean, come on now. That's, you're, that's on, extremely on, on tame. That, that is extremely tame compared to the other thing. It, what? That anyway. I'm gonna hurt you? It's the same fucking thing. You're saying a different I mean, language, if, and you're not even doing you, anything like if you with it's it. literally the same. Language. If you literally <laughs> mop the floor with someone, that's really hardcore. To be honest, though, that's pretty gory. So that's kind of really <laughs> worse than I'm gonna hurt you. Dave, mop you gotta, the floor you with gotta you. Gotta go make him go limp. You gotta str- you gotta string him out. You're gonna crush his. I get it. You gotta so, throw him so, on the floor. So David, crush so David, the torso. When, when you say, crush the skull. When you say don't vandalize. Get the li- arms you know, broken. The streets out there, whatever. <laughs> vandalize them on the field what are you talking about like fucking tattooing their faces on, while they're playing or what what are you talking about <laughs> that's exactly my point dude you're using a violent term as a threat to dude do this vandalize this team on the field how is that any fucking different there isn't because you know exactly the context that you said it that's exactly the context that Zathan said it again that's broken English Anyways, yeah. let's, start, <laughs> let's start. Let's move on because this is a move long on. episode. Uh, preview really quick. RBNY versus the Galaxy. Guys? RBNY sounds like a chain restaurant. Yeah, it's like like an Arby's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Arby's. So, yeah. Uh, Galaxy go to New York um, They to face the Red Bulls. Uh, Kaku is serving his uh, third game of the uh, suspension for kicking the ball at a uh, at a fan in Kansas City. Oh, okay. um, He's back but now. the Galaxy might be a little travel wary. They, uh, you know, they they go to uh, they go to New York and um, and I think they're going on Thursday or Friday, um, and uh, and they're going to stay in New York. Uh, and go straight to Columbus. So they're going to be away from home for a while. Um, the The good thing is that they have a a week's rest. So you, know, you obviously need that. You, you were playing three games in nine days. So 
uh, a week's rest is very much uh, welcomed. Uh, you are flying cross country, so you're going to have to deal with that. But as David said, you're not getting there day of or day before. You're, you're going to be there a couple days before, or actually, no, I'm sorry, the day before. Um, you play, it is, uh, I think it's at, uh, at least 11 o'clock game our time. Yeah, it's super early. So two o'clock. Uh, That's a low- super surprise when I saw the schedule. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, but look, you're going up against a team that is nowhere near the team that they were last season. You're right now. It looks like New York is very dysfunctional. Uh, where I'm sure Kaku is a huge distraction in the locker room. I know he wanted out. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he didn't get it. I'm sure he was unhappy. I'm sure it infected everybody else. I think Chris Armas has now lost that locker room, and I'm not sure if you're going to be able to get it back. Uh, you are struggling in your games. You're at home losing to Orlando. You're at home barely beating Cincinnati. You're You're not looking like the team that you were supposed to be. The Galaxy come in at one of the hottest teams in MLS. If the, the Galaxy can easily take three points from this very dysfunctional New York side, I would be very disappointed if they don't walk away with three points here. But going back to the quote-unquote nitpicking, if you're playing a bad half, you come out flat in the second half eventually that's going to catch up to you and you know i'm not saying that new york is going to be that team i mean if you're facing a seattle you're more likely to like hey seattle can hurt you dc can hurt you lafc can hurt you if you come out flat like that whereas new york you're saying uh you know what you can probably weather that storm they're not looking that good eventually this luck is going to run out this is not this is where i'm saying it's not nitpicking because the wins are masking that issue of coming out flat in the second half. If you lose points, well, you haven't had that many road games. You had Dallas, in which you lost, and then you had Vancouver, in which you came out flat in the first half. Um, and then, uh, that's it. So this is going to be, uh, wait, is there a third road game? No, Minnesota, Minnesota. So you had, which they were, no, I I think they, they got flat midway through the first half and then just evened out in the second half. So, so I think, I think with, again, with New York, I'm not saying that they're a dangerous team, but if you let a team stay alive. They can hurt you. If you let a team just kind of linger around when you could have just stepped on their throats, they're going to hurt you. So now that you're playing on the road, you're probably a little bit more susceptible to that. I have, I mean, what's going to happen when we do start dropping points? You're going to go back to like, hey, you're, that's when people are going to want to talk about it. That's when people are going to like realize like, okay, this has been a trend. We were just winning those games. I think for me, uh, and we're getting ahead of ourselves here because uh, Columbus is the the following week, so it's it's a new it's it's a new balls and beers week. 
But uh, listen to that for our predictions in this game. But half a spoiler, the Columbus game, where I'm feeling like we should be getting three points from New York, I feel that a draw would be okay in Columbus. Only because you're playing on short rest. I think Columbus is a better team than New York. But Columbus could very well have be on a five-game losing streak by the time that that uh, game rolls around. If Columbus is to lose to D.C. again this week, it would be five losses in a row, and you're playing against a demoralized team. It's very possible to get away with six points. And I think the confidence in the... Uh, that we have in this team is really high where we think, yeah, this is possible. And I honestly don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But like I said, if you're playing flat on the second half, I think Columbus can be a team that if you let them in the game long enough, they will hurt you. So the second you're not dropping points. Now, the moment that you start dropping points is when people are going to want to talk about it, but there is an issue right now. It's just being masked. By the winds. Yeah, I mean, if there's going to... If there's a team... To beat right now. (laughs) What, um, do you think Triori starts again? So, 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 so here's where I feel. Okay, n- number one, if benching Shelvick was a coach's decision, uh, Triori, by the way, according to you know the the player stats and how they you know rate those the, the players, um, Troyor was the highest rated player um, in the RSL game at eight point at eight point four. So, I gotta figure. That Scalotto and company saw the same thing that everybody else did. And obviously they were high on this kid that they were able to say, okay, let's just go ahead and put you in the starting lineup. I think that Traore has won that starting spot on one game alone. But again, if he starts going out of form, I mean, I'm sure that the coach staff will not hesitate to to go back to Shelvick. Okay, let's just, you know, see if they've worked their way out of, you know, whatever funk either one of the players were, you know, were in. Here's the thing. I think Felcher still starts. And the reason I say that is because if you put in Araujo, he may not be a game changer, but he has speed and he can get up the field. I think that that's a, that's a pretty good power sub to use, um, you know, in the second half. Because you have, you're not losing any sort of uh, uh, defensive positioning. And you have fresh legs that can go forward. 
So I, I, I think in that I think in that sense, Felcher still starts, but you have a very, very capable backup in Orajo. Because that could be a threat. Or Gonzalez. But I think with Orajo, you have like those young legs and uh, I think you have the, the speed and the confidence to go to the spark, exactly. To go after the uh, uh, tire legs. That's what, that could be one of them. Yeah, that could be one of them. But it's... Which is why you want to leave him not starting if Felcher is healthy. Any last thought, Lewis? <laughs> um, uh, just for me, I mean, uh, I'm a little jealous. Uh, uh, David's going to go to New York, cross a one-off uh, a stadium off the list. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And I uh, hope to hear some uh, fun stories uh, with other... Uh, apparently, there's going to be like 200-plus people traveling to that game. So... Um, that, that, that's a pretty good, healthy number for uh, a cross-country trip. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to hear uh, the the stories that are coming out of the uh, the Galaxy fan base after that New York game. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 156. I'm here with David and Lewis. Thanks for listening. And this is Bobby. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Or good morning if you're listening. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 